Welcome to Inside MWHC. My name is Karen Charney, and today I have Jody Long as my guest. And Jody is a diabetes educator with Mary Washington Healthcare Diabetes Self Management Education and Support Services. Welcome, Jody, to the podcast. It's great to have you. Thanks, Karen. It's great to be here. So I understand you want to come and talk to our listeners today about apps that people with diabetes might get some benefit from. Is that right? Yes, I do. Um, I think there's a lot of benefits to this and we always get a lot of questions. So um, I would like to address that. Excellent. So, so let's just start out. And if you could tell me what kind of apps might people with diabetes get some benefit from? What, what, what kind of apps are good for them? Yeah, so um, that question is really good. And, you know, as you probably know, Karen, mobile technology is just really um, revolutionized many aspects of our lives, including healthcare. And, um, and of course, technology landscape is constantly changing. Map, uh, the mobile apps keep getting smarter. As I looked at it the other day, there's over 300,000 health apps already out there, and over 10,000 of these are geared to help people with diabetes. That's quite a lot. Wow. So how do you even begin to narrow down, you know, the, the best apps to have? Or, I mean, gosh, I bet you could download 100 that do the same thing. Exactly. So that's why we need your expertise to help gear right. us in the right direction. Right. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, too, because that landscape and so many, it can be overwhelming. But what I just also want to point out is what we know is that um, these apps have become such a positive factor in diabetes management. We know statistically that it can help folks with their uh, blood sugar control, especially those with type 2 diabetes. So diabetes apps um, can offer a variety of features. And some of the ones that are most pertinent for diabetes management would be those that can help with monitoring blood glucose, tracking insulin and medications, tracking food intake, physical activity, uh, maybe using an app for nutrition database to look up foods and nutritional profiles. You could track carb intake. Uh, you can also use apps that provide self-management education resources for diabetes. And then there's community support forums for diabetes. Um, maybe you want to learn a new skill like meditation or exercise. And then what I think is really pertinent is apps that maybe have these features, but also facilitate communications between like patients and their healthcare providers. So you've talked about some of the different features that these apps have. What are the functionalities that I should look for in an app? What kinds of other things should it offer me? Yeah, so um, there's a number of factors that you might want to consider when you're making a choice for what app is best for you. And I think the first thing you have to uh, ask yourself is, how am I planning to use this app? What you want to think about is, does the app only have one capability or does it have several functions that it can perform for you? So one of the things, too, is to also ask yourself, is this app going to contribute to managing your diabetes or is it going to contribute to fatigue of dealing with your day-to-day -day management of diabetes? So you want to make sure it's adding a benefit and not exhausting you with uh, having there be too much that you have to do with it. 
again, when you're looking at apps, there's a number of things that you maybe want to look at with the app itself, like its usability and operability. Like, is this um, easy to navigate? Is it easy to get into it? I want to modify it. Is that is that easy to do? access to the data for retrieving and sharing. You might also want to think about your experience as a uh, person using technology <laughs> and make sure that the app isn't like over your head with too many bells and whistles. That That's important. Uh, functionality, I think I addressed this a minute ago when I said, does it do multiple things for you? If the app only does one thing like just your blood sugars, well, maybe you need another app then if you want to watch your carb intake. So you might end up needing multiple apps where there might be one out there that can do all of these things. So that's something to consider. It's important to maybe um, spend some time to try and learn about the features, maybe read about them first, talk to somebody else that's used the app, and then just get your feet wet so that you feel comfortable with it. Cost. This is something when you're, you know, considering an app, you know, look at the costs. Oftentimes there will be free apps or free to a certain time, maybe a, a, a limited time, or maybe certain features are free. But if you want it to do more for you, then you have to pay for more options. So it's always important to kind of you know, assess that. Some apps might charge you on a yearly basis. Some might be every month. So it's important to kind of look at that. And I think a real big thing to look at when you're considering an app is security and risk factors. You know, if uh, there's privacy regarding some of the information you might be entering into the app, the accessibility of this, and then what is the app asking of you in terms of perhaps like your location, is does it have access to your camera? So these are all things to kind of, you know, think about and assess in terms of whether an app is right for you or not. So you talked a little bit about fatigue and how an app may make it more difficult for someone to manage their diabetes. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. So usually when we think of apps, uh, we think of, aha, you know, this is a way to make life easier. Uh, I think of, for example, um, folks that have been doing paper logging of their blood sugars or even food, you know, and that can kind of be cumbersome if, if you're not carrying a log book or something with you at all times. And, and just um, so the app can be easier because most of us carry our phones at, um, around with us. But what can happen is that these awesome bells and whistle features can also kind of drag us down if we're trying to, you know, pay attention to every little minute detail. And perhaps, you know, we're just spending so much time, you know, either looking up information, entering, and then looking at how that data was processed. That can be overwhelming. So, Again, in terms of what kind of time factor you have and making sure that you're just not getting overwhelmed, you know, with something that's supposed to be helpful or useful for you. Does that answer the question? It does. That's all great advice. 
Is there anything else that people should consider when choosing an app? Sure. So um, apps are constantly evolving. And uh, I don't I don't know what the rate of app development is, but they're constantly evolving. So what happens with that then is the ones that are in existence and that we are using, updates can happen. We have to back up and update our phones. And along with that, apps can get updated. So sometimes this is great. You know, they've maybe, you know, enhanced a feature and made it better and easier or shorter amount of time for us. But also what can happen is with an update or upgrade, uh, maybe the feature has, um, they've done away with it, something that you really enjoyed. So it might also affect apps connectivity with other devices, how it links. And so that that's something to be mindful of. One thing that I hear often is remembering what username and passwords are because different apps might have, you know, their requirements for the length and character characters that need to be a part of either your username or password. And we're not supposed to use the same one for every app or device. And, you know, so that can be kind of challenging, you know, oh my gosh, what's my username? What's my password? Another thing that I think that, um, a lot of people struggle with is uh, tech literacy. So there's uh, different kinds of tech terms related to the features and applications. And, and this can really be like over our head and we have no idea what they're talking about. So maybe checking out, you know, the kind of setup user guide, support is available. Ask somebody that's already using the app could help with that. I already talked to you about the pricing model. And again, that can change. So I think I mentioned before about uh, security risks. I think we've all become aware of cybersecurity um, risks and breaching issues. And so there's a very popular app. As an example, MyFitnessPal. A lot of people like this for tracking their food, looking up um, nutrition information, tracking their fitness, and they use it then for a whole broad spectrum of different things. Well, they had a breach um, in 2018, and uh, there was unauthorized access to that app. So over 150 million users were affected. So it's just kind of, you know, something be careful, app app user be beware. It's kind of like a Wild West environment out there with some of the apps. So you have to be mindful of the quality and accuracy that you might be getting if you're using an app for like educational resource. I, I was thinking about um, regulation of the apps. So we have devices, wearable devices now with our CGMs, continuous glucose monitoring devices for some folks with uh, um, that have diabetes. There's um, insulin pumps. And um, a lot of these then have the connection to an app source. These are generally regulated by the FDA. And this is just to kind of safeguard and prevent harmful mistakes. But not all apps are you know, FDA approved. So be careful, you know, again, if you're using something, especially if it's related to medication or glucose monitoring, that might, you know, be something to be mindful of. 
communities where people use for social support or interaction, diabetes groups on social media sites um, or social media apps. This is a great opportunity for interacting with others, but and great for support. However, sometimes they might not be monitored, and so you might have to be careful of the offering of helpful advice that you might hear that's not necessarily correct. The other thing I was going to say is that often the developers, the program developers for the apps, they're not in the healthcare field. So that too could contribute to incorrect information that's on the site. Do people need to be mindful about downloading an app that is trying to sell them a product? That's a really good question. I think it kind of depends because again, there's the glucose monitoring devices that when you're trying to manage your diabetes are, are most instrumental uh, for that purpose and apps associated with that device can be helpful. I know that there's a lot of healthcare entities now that are trying to be a, a center where devices can link into. I know that the FDA has since 2019, they've had some pilot programs going on where they have been using companies and some of their apps and trying to um, link these into electronic medical records and th so thus associated with different healthcare entities. So it just kind of depends. Jody, do you have any suggestions of some reputable websites or sources that people can go to to find good apps? Before I address that question with you, I just want to point out, you know, smartphone apps and stuff are great. They're help. They can be helpful tools, but you got to realize that they are not a substitute for like a regular checkup or follow up with your healthcare provider or your diabetes educator for that matter. So when it comes to like, where do I go or how do I start this? You know, I want an app. So I would say just, again, ask your healthcare provider, ask your diabetes educator. Oftentimes we have already seen through our professional resources, critiques and evaluations of apps. We've tried them out ourselves. So we can give you some, you know, good professional advice as to, you know, what our opinion is on them. Another thing I mentioned, a lot of apps have resources, websites. So you can go and you can look for information or details there. If you want to know, is this a good app for diabetes management? American Diabetes Association. That's a really good go-to. There's another, it's called Diatribe. They do a lot of critiquing of mobile apps that are applicable for those with diabetes. And also through the National Institute of Health, within that's called the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Disease. They also have some advice. One of the things I came across, too, that I think is really wonderful, it's actually put out by the University of Illinois, my alma mater, yay, and they created a how to use mobile tech to manage diabetes. So it's a guide, kind of goes over some, you know, pros and cons, and actually has a listing of apps and their critiquing of it. So I always think it's good to start with those type of sources. So that was a great list of 
of resources that people can use to find find some good apps. Do you have any specific advice for people on how to choose the right app for their needs? I think what needs to come to mind first is, again, what are you going to be using this app for, you know, regarding your app choices? Now, realize, you know, there's a number of different things that apps can do. So there's the nutrition databases and carb tracking. So this would help, you know, somebody with uh, diabetes that wants to monitor, for example, their carbohydrate intake. We know that's imperative to glucose control and that unhealthy portions and food choices can lead to out of range blood glucose. So tracking physical activity and weight, an app that helps you with that. We know, according to the American Diabetes Association, that even a modest weight loss can improve insulin resistance and overall health. So apps that allow users to track their activity, count calories, maybe discover new ideas for fitness, um, is gonna help with their weight loss efforts. Short message services and reminders. This is kind of a neat feature that a lot of apps have. Who doesn't need a reminder every now and then? We make ourselves to-do lists. We put little things on our calendars. And it's kind of nice because some of these apps will, will send you out a real quick text. And it's going to be like, hey, you know, time to check your blood sugar. Or have you exercised today? How about some meditation? So those can be helpful. I think that this is an actually a, a really big um, plus side to apps because there's been over $300 billion spent annually with complications associated with patients like that fail to take their medications or their insulin. So if we had a, a little text alert that was reminding us of this, this could be beneficial in reducing some costs. Again, data sharing and social support. Are you able to use email or export data into files that maybe you want to share with support persons, such a family member. This can help for overall diabetes management if you have somebody like that's a cheerleader and, and trying to help you with this. And again, of course, sharing with your um, healthcare provider. So taking advantage of these features is important. Regarding app choices, again, I think, you know, number one would be take advantage of free app trials or check out if the app has free features first. I would say get to kind of know it, give it a, a so second is like try it out, experiment with it, give it about a week or so to see if it's working for you and asking yourself, is this benefiting me or do I feel like I'm exhausted by all the work of this app? Kind of critique as you're, as you're trying this out. You know, a third point, ask for assistance with the app onboarding, which is getting started with it, customizing it to meet your needs. Get a family member, a friend. Maybe you have a tech-savvy child or know a tech-savvy teenager. Ask your healthcare uh, professional or your diabetes educator. We'd be happy to help you with these things. Do you have specific apps that you like to recommend to the people that you talk to? Do you have some favorites in your hip pocket? I do. 
<laughs> and actually, it's interesting. I have to I have to say that I am one who does follow up and reads through a lot of the diabetes magazines that are out there and geared towards, you know, people with diabetes. So diabetes forecast, living with diabetes. So I like to read through these because oftentimes they're a great source for saying, hey, you know, here's here's an app. We've we've checked it out and this is what it does. So I actually came across one and I thought, oh, this might be good to share with others. And it's like one of my favorites that I use all the time. And it's called the seven minute workout app. What I like about it is that, number one, it has seven-minute workouts, <laughs> which is great. They, they do have some that are extended beyond that, but they're, they're easy. They have beginner, intermediate, advanced, so they have different levels for the um, exercises that it offers. It has a show you videos and instructions, like if they, they tell you to do a certain exercise and you have no idea what it is equipment is, oh, sometimes I think I have to uh, lean up against a wall or I use a mat. So costs are low. And that's just on the free version. I could, I guess, advance to the pro and it, there's more features, but I've been just fine with the free part. And that's what I usually like to share with folks that this is a great workout app to try. Another one that I really like is Calorie King. And this has nutrition database lookup information. It has the ability to do barcode scanning. So if you have a, a product that you want to find out nutrition information, you can do that. Uh, you can also go to like restaurants, different chains of restaurants. You can go to food brands, food categories. So it's pretty awesome for a I want to look up something and find out what's in this food. And again, the free version, the only thing you have to kind of work around there is that they do have pop-up ads. But um, if you don't like that, then you can pay a little extra <laughs> and have those not in your way. So, Jody, My, is this just giving you calories or is it giving you carbs and oh, yeah. other no, information? It's calories, too. it's carbs, and it's fat primarily. What it also does, cholesterol, sodium, carbs, protein. Yeah, so it's it's pretty great. I love it. My sugar, and that's S-U-G-R, is a great app. It comes recommended by a lot of uh, American Diabetes Association, American Association of Diabetes Educators, Washington Post, uh, it's good for Apple and Android, and it's great tracking tool. So it'd be for your blood sugars. You can also expand on it and use it for medications, carbohydrates. You can use it to coordinate for reporting to your healthcare providers. And if you get the upgrade, it will add reminders for you. And then one that I think everybody needs these days is like something that gives you a little meditation, calming, something that's like a de-stressor. And there's a great one out there. It's called Headspace. And this has, again, these are usually short um, guided meditations of maybe five to 10 minutes. Again, we're all 
time crunched. And so I like, you know, things that just can start you out in small quantities of time that we all never seem to have. There's all different categories, like maybe it's stress or sleep that you need help with. So again, this is free that you can take advantage. And I I, I think it's amazing. Well, Jody, this has been great. Is there any other information that you'd like to add about apps or do you think you've told us all that you need to tell us? Well, I think I've had a lot to say. <laughs> you have had a lot to say and, and we'll put all of these links in our show notes so that okay. people can easily link to all of these apps and the great information that you've shared with us. Sure. And again, just realize, you know, if you're not sure if you really want to try an app and you haven't before, or if you've heard about one, look at it yourself ask your healthcare provider, your diabetes educator, ask for their input. You know, we're, we're happy to help with that. All right. Thank you so much for being with me today, Jody. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. For more information on Mary Washington Healthcare Diabetes Self-Management Education and Support Services, please visit diabetes.mwhc.com. This has been a production of Inside MWHC. I'm Karen Charney. Thanks for listening.